I want to talk to you about uh, Covenant Eyes. Pornography is an uncomfortable talk, uh, talking uh, point and topic. It is, it is one that is destroying families. It's destroying boys and men. It is destroying our culture, everything. It tears lives apart. We have to talk about it. I want to tell you about a company that is working for you and your family by helping people deliver and develop a pornography-free life. It's called Covenant Eyes. It was founded in America, and for the past 22 years, they have walked alongside with over 1.5 million people to get pornography out of their life. It's Covenant Eyes. You and your family members can remain accountable for the things that get viewed on your devices. They help you track the things that you're looking at and the things that your kids are looking at. It also pairs you with an accountability partner of your choosing. Right now, try Covenant Eyes free for 30 days. That's free for a 30-day trial so you can see how it works for yourself and be proactive in protecting your family and, quite honestly, your soul. We need to be clean of stuff like this if we are going to be ready for whatever comes next. Visit coveyes.com slash glenn. That's C-O-V-Eyes.com slash glenn. Beck. Today is a temperature check. I want to make sure that I am listening to you. It is important uh, for me to hear your voice and to know what's going on in your life, what you're concerned about, uh, what uh, you are angry about, what I can do to help, what we need to address that maybe has been left on the table answer any question the number is 888-727-BECK we're going to take your phone calls all day today 727-BECK today is your day to be heard well the day is finally coming to a close and you ease yourself down into bed and you stare up at the ceiling thinking wow tomorrow i've got so much to do what is tomorrow going to bring oh ow hey oh pain is the answer If that is the answer, it's not surprising. Millions of Americans deal with pain in their lives every single day. So what are you doing about it? I know you've probably tried absolutely everything. I did too, I went to the Mayo Clinic, I went to uh, Columbia University, I went everywhere trying to figure out what could be done and no answers, no answers. I gave up and my wife said, try Relief Factor. It's not gonna work, try it. All right, I did. 1995, a dollar a day, three weeks. You're supposed to take a breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three weeks. See if it makes a difference for you. I got my life back. 
relieffactor.com relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief relief factor feel the difference all right uh let me go to uh, tanya uh in washington state hello tanya Hey, um, so when the Republicans don't do what they're supposed to do or even get into Congress, um, <laughs> then what do we do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when law enforcement, when federal law enforcement is, uh, took the same, so to defend the Constitution against all threats from domestic and Okay, hang on just a second. Are you walking around, Tanya, because we're losing you. You're, you're, I am not. You're breaking up. Okay, just sucks. Okay, I'm going to skill. Still, I'm not even going to move my neck. Okay, good, good, <laughs> good. The neck movement hold that was that, the problem there. Hold that for an hour. That position. All right, go ahead. I'm going to strike pose. Um, so when the when the when Congress doesn't do anything after the next election, mm-hmm. um, in spite of everybody everybody that's in government takes an oath to defend the constitution, not the government, the constitution against all threats, foreign and domestic. When Congress doesn't do anything, is there another law enforcement branch? Because clearly the FBI is not going to do anything. So, They're part of it. Right. Your best. Can, can Go ahead. What, after them. What'd you say? Can who? Some other law enforcement go after them. Cause no, I you, would imagine police. Department. Yeah. You can't go after, you can't, uh, Tanya, we're just going to hang up now because your connection's so bad. Um, let me answer it though on radio. Um, you can't go after the feds with a you know local or state police force. Um, however, your attorney general, if you have an attorney general open in your uh, state, you must find out who they are. If they are not law and order as far away from George Soros as they can possibly get, you're in trouble. You need your attorney general to be strong against ESG, strong against this new reimagining of the police, strong on enforcing the laws. And if they're not already doing it, they probably won't. So... You need to find out. The best thing you can do is strengthen your local and state because that is the pushback. The other is if you're voting for a sheriff, and I, I honestly, I, I never knew who my sheriff, I don't care. That was stupid. The sheriff is the last line of defense. It is the attorney generals in every state. The states have the power to hold the line. Everything that these guys are doing, they don't have the constitutional backing. So the states can say, you don't have any place here. You have no place on that issue. ESG, where is that in the Constitution? Where do you, where, where in the Constitution do you see spending our money to save the climate? Where is that? Nope, not doing it. Okay, that's the state. You get that and the local government that is crucial to get. Then you also have to vote for your congressman and your senator and you got to get the best ones out there. And I'm telling you right now, this is this will be the last election that we have as the United States of America, as we know it, if they win the House and the Senate. 
if they win after all of this, the House and the Senate, I don't think we have another election in 2024 that is, you know, probably gettable. Um, I don't know even know what happens. This stuff has to stop now. So the Republicans have one chance and you need to let them know this is it, guys. This is it. And I'm sending you because I believe you understand this is it. We're at the end of the road. Will you protect and defend the Constitution? And to, to highlight your point on the state level approach, has there been a clearer example of this working than during COVID? We had two years of a, a two tiered society. Yes. Where I had friends living in blue states who couldn't eat in restaurants and couldn't go out and do things and couldn't, uh, you know, were required to do all sorts of things they didn't want to do. And this went on for a really long time. Yeah. And you see the difference in a place like, you know, Iowa and uh, South Dakota and Texas and Florida and Arizona, where there was a period where things were, you know, really, I mean, people basically chose to stay in for a while when yeah. they were figuring this thing out. And over About three it, months or so. Yeah. And it, things opened up and things got back to normal a lot more quickly. I mean, I, we had problems, at least I did, Glenn, doing the show in mid to late 2020 because every day was a story about covid and all these terrible restrictions and it didn't feel like that at all here i know it felt like i had no no real connection with half the country and how they were living because we lived in a state that chose freedom over uh, oppression and that's another reason why if you're in one of these states the time to get out is now go to where they're not going to impose these rules because those states didn't learn their lesson. If I'm in Michigan and you go with the same governor you had, mm. get out. After that. Get out. Get out. Because the people around you don't see the world the way you see it. And they are going to be emboldened by a reelection. But then again, look at what's happening in San Francisco. You know, progressives... Are, are not necessarily the diehard revolutionaries. I mean, the progressive movement is revolutionary. It is to transform us into a communist society. Talking about the early 20th century progressive. That's what it was about. But I don't think some progressives don't believe that. They're like, I'm not for that. Well, they're now starting to see that's what they're getting. They're getting chaos and absolute control. The people in San Francisco, they vote out their school board. They take their their mm. district attorney out mm. and say, nope, enforce the law. And the person that won is somebody who is enforcing the law. She's pulling back all those plea bargains. That's pretty significant. It's going to happen in the local, uh, in your local area. But the, the. Congress, you you must go out and vote. You must go out and vote. This has to be a massive message in November. And, you know, hopefully you have somebody that is good. But even if you have the only person you have on the ballot is mediocre. We can hopefully pressure 
the this is not 2010. You know, when there was that wave election, we still didn't have enough. There's enough in Congress now that when they get control, if we help them, if we help them, I think we have a chance. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I don't trust any of these weasels. But I do know there are those inside that know exactly what time it is. And I am doing everything I can to desperately tell them one chance, guys. This is it. We're at the end of the line. One more thing. I, I hope nobody in this audience is thinking about, well, we gotta, we gotta get our guns and fight. Really? Okay, let me just let me just ask you this. Uh, you've got 87,000 IRS agents coming. Uh, well, that's how we're going to hire. You have the greatest military in the history of the world being controlled. Yeah, but most of us, you know, red states, we're the ones with the military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. What has been the biggest problem? Well, let me ask you this. What is the biggest problem for Ukraine? Ukraine is up, up, up against a pretty crappy army, quite honestly. What's been the biggest problem? Money. Who in the world is going to step up and send the conservative constitutionalists $60 billion. Who in the world would just not condemn us? And I'm not saying that's a reason you don't stand up for you what you believe. You absolutely have to. At the local and state level, you must. And then tell your representative, stand up. Next year, next session of Congress is going to be critical. If they screw it up, it's going to rely just on the states. I think we got one more chance with Congress. But if everything goes south again, who who in the world? Oh, I know Russia. Russia might come to our defense. You want to stand with Russia? Because I don't. The founders spoke often of a guy named Haim Solomon. I've told you his story before. He was the guy who financed and worked on relationships all around the world to get financing. Haim Solomon, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't. If you look at the star and the pattern of the stars on our dollar, on the back of our dollar, it is in the sign of a star of David. That was a tip of the hat to the guy the founders said was one of, if not the most important player. The guy who could make the money, find the money, get the money. Heim Solomon. Uh, you have the entire world arrayed against you. 
entire world. Back in just a second. Someday, all of the things that are going on in our country will be history. Now, I don't know who's going to write it, but uh, if I have anything to say about it, my children and grandchildren are going to hear about how the Constitution almost fell. And it was saved by people who understood God and the history of our country. Will you join me on that one? The only way, I I really think it's going to be our kids that are going to be the ones responsible, especially the 20-somethings. They are going to be responsible. They are going to be the ones that turn it or don't. It's the next generation. Have you taught your kids everything they need to know about the country so they know what the ideas are that they're fighting for? Right now, you can go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com and get the Tuttle Twins American History Book. It will teach you and your family the stories behind our history. They're throwing in audiobooks, workbooks, and so much more. They're now going to give you the sample chapter as part of the deal, so you can just look at it before you buy the book. Do it before it's too late. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the, uh, the Glenn Beck program. So let me, let me ask you, what is the, what is the problem with the warrant? Have you heard the real problem with the warrant for Donald Trump? What are you hearing? The problem from our perspective or the problem from constitutional? I mean, it just seems like they it strikes me as basically a general warrant, right? This is the, what is a general warrant. Excellent, Stu. To just go search looking for stuff, uh, basically a, a, pa- a free pass for a fishing expedition. Right. You can go in and look anywhere and just grab papers that you might think. OK, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what the warrant says. Mm-hmm. It is a general warrant for his whole house. OK. Any papers lying around, you can grab them. Any boxes with papers, you know, you can look in these places, but any part of the house. And it's a big house. It's a big house. He's got a big big house. house. Yeah. Okay. That's called a general warrant. And the reason why this is in our Fourth Amendment is because this is way, this is the way the king would get his own citizens over in England. And they were outlawed in England, I think in like... 1600 some something like that um and uh they were they just came into a guy's house um and uh started searching everything not for illegal papers just papers and he's like um i i wasn't committing a crime you guys came in and you're just doing a general warrant you cannot do it and it's where the castle doctrine actually starts a man's home is his castle mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the king was doing that to us. This is, according to John Adams, the spark that lit the revolution. Because in 1755 or four, um, before the Declaration of Independence, let's leave it at that one. (laughs) Do your own homework. (laughs) I urge you. Uh, But anyway, um, 
the king just said general warrants. And so any cop, anybody could just go, I got a general warrant here from the king. And they could go into your house and take anything they wanted. And just say, you're under suspicion. That's why the Fourth Amendment exists. This is what happened to Donald Trump. This is this allows them to kick the door down in the middle of the night. You're not charged with anything. They're just looking. They're just looking to see what if they have anything. Wonder what they got in there. They can do, use it to hassle you. They can do it just to see. Does he have anything he shouldn't have? That that's a general warrant. We don't do that in America, and it's a fundamental principle of America and a fundamental principle in justice. Imagine what the South could have done and what the South probably did do until we started enforcing the Fourth Amendment from the federal government and saying to these states, you're not doing that. Imagine you're black and you're living in a southern state. What they could do and probably what they did do, just going in with a general warrant. What am I suspected of? What am I? You're all guilty. You know it. You're all guilty. We know you. And they could just go terrorize your family and bust in at any hour and just take whatever they wanted. That's not justice. That is not justice. Also, one other thing. When I heard they charged him with the Espionage Act, excuse me, or they're they're thinking about it. He, you know, he, yeah, he that might was the be, basis he, for the warrant. He might be, he might be violating the Espionage Act. Really, really, you think Donald Trump is taking nuclear secrets and selling them to whom? Beyond that, you know. I don't know if you have thought this out as a society or in the Justice Department. You know, the nuclear secrets, that's kind of big. They're not just like in a file cabinet in the drawer of the president. Okay, If he wants a nuclear secret, he's got to ask for it. And it's the kind of thing that usually comes over with a handcuff, you know, on a briefcase. And then that person shows it to the president. And they've got a sign for it if they want to keep it, and somebody has to stay there. It's not like, hey, so I was on the crapper this morning, and I picked up accidentally a nuclear secret document. I'm going to keep it. The Glenn Beck Program. Back to the phones here in a second. Freedoms that you and I hold dear uh, come at a real high cost. Sometimes, some people, the cost is the ultimate cost. I want to talk to you about Tunnels to Tower. Tunnel to Towers Foundation is uh, something that started after 9-11. They wanted to take care of the first responder families. These families were hurting, lost a loved one, either fire or police, just trying to do the right thing. They were running up the stairs when the building came down. They decided they wanted to take care of those families, pay off the mortgages, make sure that the family was secure and didn't have to worry about financial issues while they're worried about everything else. 
Well, now they've taken that on not only with fire and police all over the country, but they're also doing it for our veterans. I want you just to go to T2T, Tunnel 2 Towers, T, the number 2 T.org. Read about them. And would you consider making a donation of $11 a month? Heck, $5 a month if that's what you can afford. T2T.org. Do it now. Subscribe to Blaze TV. You can do it at blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. More phones are next. Coming up at the top of the hour in just about 25 minutes or so, we're going to talk a little bit about politics, the polls. They are tightening uh, and it is closer than I feel comfortable with. We'll have more on that coming up in just a minute. Kelly in Colorado, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Good morning, sir. Hi, how are you, Kelly? I'm good, thank you. I just have a really quick question, uh-huh. and I hope I don't come across as sounding illiterate. <laughs> Biden has shut down the oil in America yeah, and has gone begging to other countries. Yes. Why can't those oil companies just open back up? Why do they have, why does, why do they have to have his permission to open up? Oh, they don't need his permission. What they do need is money. Uh, let me see if I can well, find federal this. lands. They have a, he has a lot to do with what goes yes. on on federal lands. Correct. That's a big part of the controversy. Right. So and, any any private land they have, they could open back up. But the other problem that they have with that uh, is, and I can't find it right now, um, is the the fact that uh, you can't drill if you don't have money. It takes millions and millions and millions of dollars to start or to turn on a well again. And all of the banks, I just read this morning, I think it's 56 banks and uh, lenders have all sworn off. They're not a dime to oil companies that want to drill or to pump oil. So between the president shutting off some lands, uh, a good amount of lands, and the banks and the uh, investment people saying, we're not investing in that anymore, they don't have money. I would say, too, a big, a, a big part of this is Thank you, Kelly. the idea that these companies can invest massive amounts of money to get this drilling going with no assurances, not only that they will be able to finish the job, because maybe in maybe the Green New Deal passes and they can't they just lose all this money, but also uh, pretty much did, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a good chunk of it did. Yeah. Um, the other part of it, though, is just the, the price of oil. I mean. You know, we talk about it because we talk about it in the sense of Biden and and gas prices and all of that. But like the the price of oil has been all over the map over the past ten years. I mean, it's been all over the map from a hundred. You know, go back to a little bit over ten years ago, we saw a hundred and forty dollar barrel oil, and we saw like twenty dollar barrel oil, and there was at one point where like the certain markets actually went negative in price for oil. Yeah. So these companies are trying to figure this out with no real ability to predict this, especially with all the pressures that you're talking about with ESG and the government basically shutting them down. You get halfway through a project, you invest billions of dollars, and all of a sudden they say, well, no, now you're not going to be able to do that anymore because an election went a different way. It's a really difficult climate for these companies. Well, it's that that is the reason why we have to have laws that this is part of the thing that made us America is that our laws were stable Mm -hmm. and so people could invest here. Well, you're not going to invest if you think I'm going to pour all my money into it and then you're going to have another president and it's going to go the opposite way. No. 
that is what's killing America. And that is, you know, by design. Let me go to Chris in Illinois. Hello, Chris. How you doing, Beck? Good. It's really good to hear from you, man. Stand up. <laughs> but, uh, listen to me every day, man. Thank My you. My question is, when do you think this Department of Education is going to stop forcing these transgender and drag queen rights and interest on our children at such, such young ages? Oh, I think that's going to stop the minute we abolish the Department of, Ed, uh, of Education. And that should be the Republican mantra. Abolish the Department of Ed. I mean, it's just, it's just gotten too far. I mean, I can't afford to homeschool my kids, but I'd like to, you know? Yeah, I know. And, and look, if the community in San Francisco, they want to do that and teach their kids that, well, good luck. You can do that. But my community doesn't want that. I don't think most American communities want all of this bull crap. We should have the final say what our children are being taught. And that's what the Department of Ed took from our teachers. That's why we don't have teachers that can actually that are allowed to teach. They're not allowed to uh, teach it in their own way. You know, has anybody ever heard of Johnny Horton? Johnny Horton was uh, a singer in the 50s or 60s, and he did songs like uh, north to Alaska. Um, and he had about three or four hits. The guy was a history teacher. Okay. He would write these songs and he would perform them for his class to help them remember the story. Okay. Where's that teacher today? That teacher doesn't exist because that teacher couldn't do that. That's not on the test. That is the Department of Ed. That has to be abolished. There is a lot of movement, too, in this idea that, you know, fund the students, not the system. Going around, you know, it's been consistent with the voucher push for Republicans for a long time, but it seems to be really energized since the COVID thing happened. Yeah. And, and there is some real change happening in states and districts across the country. So I don't know where uh, we we don't have the caller on the, on the line anymore, but... If, if you're in your local area, you know, there's there's real movement and maybe, you know, you might not be able to afford homeschooling, but there are other approaches to that, uh, whether it's uh, a voucher system that helps you pay for private school that doesn't suck. Right. And you know what? That all should be happening at the local and state level. Mm-hmm. OK, we should not be sending money. Why, why are we sending money to Washington, D.C.? to be able to get 40 cents back if we're lucky in our own schools. That's just stupid, stupid. And everybody's building these palaces for schools. <laughs> Why you think that's going to make it better for education? That's not doing anything. And listen, things are changing in California. There is a district, uh, in oakland i want to say oakland um just doing this off the top of my head um but there's a district in oakland in oakland that put in all of this you know bullcrap all of this you know equity bullcrap in reading 
they have now before they started, they had 19 percent could graduate and read 19 percent. So they're like, we got to try something else. So they got rid of phonics. Now they they don't even know what the number is now, but the reading scores are going through the floor and the teachers. It was the teachers that wanted the socialist bullcrap. Now teachers are standing up and saying, get rid of all of this. None of this makes sense. None of in Oakland. America is beginning to understand that this is all a lie. And sure, it was all fun and games when you wanted to do it. But now that we see the results and you want everybody to do it, I think America is starting to wake up enough locally and by state to say, yeah, we're out. We're out. There's a better way to do it. Uh, Let me go to Lee in Utah. Hello, Lee. Hey, uh, you had Michael Lindsay on not long ago. I'm reading his latest book. It's called Wokecraft, him and his co-author. They quote this guy, um, if I remember his name right, Rudy Deutsch. He was an early communist in Germany. Mm -hmm. He was the one that coined the phrase, the long march through the institutions. I think you are exactly right that the only way we can combat that is through the short sprint through the electorate. We have the opportunity every 12 years to just plow the field, and we're doing it. I mean, you see people who just got started in local politics or have never held office who are ending up on the national stage. I know. You see things like in Utah. I mean, David Levitt, our attorney general, got his butt handed to him in the primary, I think in no small part to his (laughs) great interview with you. (laughs) Um, uh, By the way, he's not your attorney general. He is your... Your district attorney, your attorney general oh, yeah, is Sean Reyes, attorney. and he's right, amazing. Right, right, right. And Sean Reyes is a great guy, but you're right. Super local. Yep. We're seeing it. We're doing something about it. We always talk about having to create a bench for the national stage, but you see people coming out of nowhere who are suddenly looking at making it on the national stage because voters are fed up. And if we can just keep our eye on that ball, you're exactly right. That's where change can happen fast. You know, the um, whenever I whenever I hire for my staff, I have always said, why would I take an apple from the barrel? A lot of them are rotten. I'm going to the tree and pick them off the tree. That's what happens when you start thinking locally. You can raise up that apple. You can see that apple up close and you can see the the tendencies of that apple and before you know it they're on the national stage there's you know this is not the tea party although read obama's book the tea party was a huge success he writes in his book it was the tea party that stopped him did you know that he's like it was the tea party that frustrated everything and i couldn't get anything done amen and the New York Times just did a big story about how the entire country changed in 2010, that this was the 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 whole pushback against the all their progress goes back to that 2010 election where the Tea Party rose and gave, pr- delivered the biggest wave election in a century. Now, that's not us saying it. That's the New York Times. Saying right. It. Now, this is this is we can't do what we did back then and gather in big crowds and everything else. 
because we can't. Uh, it is it's it's just too dangerous to do things. But that doesn't mean we're not a big crowd. We have to unite again and make our voices heard at the ballot box. If this becomes a wave election, and Stu will show you in a minute, it's close. It may not be a wave. Um, you know, when you when you look at the poll numbers, you're like, well, if I were a betting man, it's not easy. It has to be a wave. And the people, especially those uh, like Kevin McCarthy and um, uh, Yertle the Turtle, they need to know you're out of step. You're way, way out of step. It's time to enforce the Constitution and actually do what you were sent there for, and that is to protect and defend the Constitution. All right, back in just a minute. Let me tell you about walking in your front door on the way to work and just leaving the front door wide open, right? How many times has that happened to you? Right before you get in your car, you hammer a big sign in the front lawn that says, doors unlocked, feel free to come in at any time. I'll be back around 5 p.m. That's basically what we're doing online. If we don't have protection, that's what you're doing. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. We do everything online these days. And if you don't want to cut the Internet safety, uh, then don't cut it out of your budget. Right now, as we're all reducing our budget, you can save 25% off a subscription to LifeLock. It is top of the line in cybersecurity, both preventative measures to keep you safe. And because nobody can catch everything or monitor everything, they also have access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK, B-E-C-K. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let's go to Terry in California. Hello, Terry. Hello? Yes, go ahead. You're on. Oh, okay. Heck, yeah. Good to talk to you, Mr. Beck. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. I've been following you since your Fox days, and, um, you know, I just following right along, blind to the blade. Anyway. Thank you. Uh, what, uh, my question is what's being done, and how can we be assured that the elections are not rigged and are fair to all? Because the conversation sort of fell silent on that issue. Yeah. Um, there's no way to, um, there's nothing I could say to assure you uh, of that. Um, I think some states have, you know, locked things down. Some states have not. Um, getting the Zucker money, uh, Zuckerberg money out is a big help. Um, but in some states, they're still allowing it. So, you know, there's nothing I can do. And the the reason is, the average person, it's I think in the 80s or 90s, wants verified voting. They want voter ID 
and they want to be able to verify those votes. 80 or 90 percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's over crazy. 80. It is a crazy amount. So the people want it, but the politicians don't because the politicians, you know, it might it might help them. They can play the game that they're playing. Um, that has to be that has to happen. The problem is when we look into this last election, who does who who do you trust to be on a 9-11 board? And who does the left trust? I can't think of anybody. I can't think of anybody. Um, it, it, it We're never going to solve this unless we start to find some people with real integrity um, that are not just playing politics. But Americans, to Americans today, everything is politics. Sports is politics. Education is politics. Movies are politics. Food is political. Everything is political. So until we start getting that stuff out of politics, we're not going to be able to agree on people with politics because everything is political now. I wish I could, I wish I could help you out more on that or give you some really good news, but it has to be cleaned up and that is the local and state's job and until the people of each state demand it it's not going to happen in each state all right we look at the election take more of your phone calls and look at the election next the glenn back program